All right, going to continue our political conversation here. I think this is going to be, uh, there's some really, really good ideas here. We were talking about the division in the United States, and a lot of you on the text line talking about John Fetterman. He's worse than Herschel Walker. No, he's not. No, he's not. Herschel Walker is as bad as it gets. Now, I'll grant you, uh, if I was the Democrats, there's no way I would have let Fetterman continue after he, he, he suffered the stroke. They say he can do the job, and I think he's a fine guy and everything like that, but um, I think just in terms of his prospects of winning were greatly diminished, and uh, in the interest of his own health, um, might it have been better to have him spend, you know, to take him out of this race. I don't know. I, I, I grant you, not a great candidate, especially after the health scare, for sure. But he's not, he's not Herschel Walker caliber. Not in my mind, anyway. We can disagree. Not, not germane to our next conversation, but talking about how if Herschel Walker can get elected, then we know it's not about uh, a qualified candidate. It's about party. And that happens all the time. That happens all over the world, all of the time. And it's happening more and more in our country, too, where we will elect some people that probably we wouldn't elect based on their merit, but we do it because of um, how divided we are. We're a country divided, we're a province divided, we're a continent divided. We are just divided politically. We have, we've fallen into a really dangerous situation, and we just talked about what's going on in the U.S. With, with, in our country, you see some of it, too, not quite as pronounced, obviously, but uh, the system is seen as unfair. It's, it's unresponsive to a good chunk of the country. We feel that in Alberta, right? Our faith in some of our democratic institutions is shaky or worse. We hear people talking about Bank of Canada, Supreme Court of Canada, the list goes on. It's just not working, for all Canadians. So our next guest has some ideas on how to make it work a little better. Senator Peter Harder is with us, a former deputy minister for several federal departments, including foreign affairs. Senator, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Happy to be with you. Now, you recently wrote a piece that listeners can find on the TIE website, and in it you say that at least some of this dysfunction that we're seeing can be blamed basically on the way that our political system works. It sets us up for this, at least in recent elections. So that dysfunction within, you know, how we count our ballots basically has led to this chaos, right? Yeah, I think that uh, our, our political system itself is not viewed as fully legitimate by so many Canadians. Look at our participation rates in, in elections. A look at our our, uh, our sense of frustration when uh, governments are formed with a small percentage of the popular vote. Uh, look at our party nomination processes, which are are, are often not very transparent, but rather opaque. Um, it's the system we've always had, though, Senator. And I understand what you're saying, and I, especially being somebody in Alberta, I know how much you know contention there is about the system and alienation. It's the same system we've always had, though. So. Can we really say that's the reason it's so bad right now, Senator? I'm, can you I'm hear? Sorry, you're, yeah, I, I couldn't hear your question. Oh, I apologize. I, I was just saying, um, I, I, being in Alberta, I, I, we know the alienation factor well, um, but we've always had it. We've always had this system. So um, uh, I understand what you're saying, but can it be just the system that's led to the division we're experiencing right now? Well, I think that the, the, the lack of confidence that the system is working for Canadians, uh, gives us a sense of, of alienation and a lack of legitimization. What I'm seeking to do is to try to find ways that are constitutionally consistent, uh, that would, uh, energize Canadians, uh, in the political process and yield a result with, with which we feel at least that there is greater confidence uh, in the outcome. 
So what do we need to do? You make three broad points, and we can get into each of them. But let's start with first past the post, which we were told was going to be changed, electoral reform. How do we fix that, and why? Well, my my bias is uh, for electoral reform uh, in the following sense. I think that we are too big a country and too vast a population uh, to um, have proportional representation at, at the national level. I think members of parliament should be attached to a constituency uh, in which uh, constituents know their member of parliament uh, and feel that they have elected their member of parliament. I do, though, think that a first-past-the-post system yields results where the outcome of which leads to governments with uh, very, uh, well, in the last election, 33% of the popular vote gets 47% of the seats. What I'm suggesting is that every constituency, the member of parliament, must win 50% plus one of the vote. If they do not in the first round, there's a second round a week later in which the top two candidates in that riding are contesting for the uh, for the final outcome. That would yield a parliament in which every member of parliament had at least 50% of the vote in the constituency that they're representing, and therefore a broader sense of legitimacy uh, in, in their uh, role in Ottawa. How does that work? Just the mechanics of it. There are systems that do that, right? That have, you know, almost yeah. immediate runoffs. Yeah, the French have a runoff the week after. Okay. Uh, and I like that because it's very proximate to the election. The issues are still relevant. Uh, and it does uh, lead to uh, a sense in which the result may not be what uh, what uh, some leaders would prefer, but it is one where uh, there is a legitimacy bestowed on the on the outcome that uh, that I think makes it easier uh, for the parliament to uh, uh, to reach uh, a consensus on a on a on a, a policy uh, set of of proposals going forward. Now, I happen to not like the French presidential system, but there, but the parliamentary elections are something we could win, we could learn from. And, 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 you know, the other point that you make about that, and I think it's interesting, is it expands it beyond the base. We, we've got a, a, a political system where you can win, uh, just by, you know, uh, playing to the base, and that can be enough to get you in, even if you don't get the 50%. This forces a candidate to expand to a broader base. Exactly. And it forces, I think, moderation in um, uh, the election campaign itself. You're, you're not just appealing to your base, but you're trying to get to a broader set of voters uh, that are beyond your base. And uh, that's really what governing is all about. Okay, um, another one. And mandatory voting. I don't know if I agree with you on this one, so I want to hear you out. How does that help? Doesn't that just create more disengaged, uninformed voters? We have enough. I mean, why do we want to force people to vote if they don't really know what they're voting for? Well, that's a legitimate point of view. My my uh, preference is a mandatory system like Australia has, uh, only in the sense that it confers in every citizen the obligation of citizenship, uh, the the obligation to know about the uh, party platforms and to cast a vote. Uh, it, it's not a it's not a panacea at all, but it it reminds us all that uh, we have an obligation as a citizen to participate in the electoral process. We have seen diminishing voter turnouts at the national level, at the provincial level, yep. uh, in in Ontario in the last election just a few weeks ago. 
only 43% of the electorate voted. Uh, that that delegitimizes the outcome no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though uh, Pre- Premier Ford had a majority in the election, there's a sense that uh, with such a low participation rate, he doesn't have the the uh, authority that a that a, pre- a premier or a prime minister with a broad mandate across the election electorate would yield. That's why I think this is a an innovation we could sh- we should be considering. Um, and I, I understand the argument in terms of then then you've I mean everybody's on board they have to be on board so if you win a majority you've won a majority of everybody not just the people who bothered to vote I'm just wondering is there a, is there a way of encouraging more informed voting is there a way to do that can you mandate an informed electorate Well, look of the three options I uh, I or three uh, proposals I put forward I think by far the most important. Uh, is the uh, the runoff in the 50% yeah. plus one by constituency, because that will encourage an informed electorate, particularly if you've got a, a runoff, right, in the sense of uh, the candidates are going to have to appeal yep. beyond their base, and it's just not a, 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 a sort of a routine reflex of I, I, I've always voted blue or I've always voted purple, uh, uh, that you have to consider more broadly choices beyond your first choice. And I think that's that leads to a, a more informed elector. Um, your third point, your third suggestion, citizens should register their political leadings. Uh, either, they're either, I guess they would be liberal, they'd be NDP, they'd be conservative, or they would be independent. Why? What does that Correct. do? Well, we now have in Canada what's called a permanent voters list. Uh, so that we don't, uh, as we used to, have an enumer- enumeration every time the election is called. That, that, what I am suggesting is that even party nominations, remember, they're all funded uh, through various mechanisms of, of, uh, of public support, right? I mean, the, the donations are tax deductible. Uh, there's compensation in the electoral system. Not as much as there used to be, but there still is. But too often, parties uh, run nominations, either at the constituency level or even leadership uh, contests, that are all about uh, energizing a small yes. uh, a base. And what I'm suggesting is that uh, Canadians uh, be invited to, to identify and participate in party politics or not uh, in a more transparent fashion so that the, the leadership of parties uh, can't, uh, can't run nefarious processes that aren't as transparent or as open as democracies require. That's a great point, and timely. I mean, if you take a look at what's going on in Alberta right now, we have a premier who hasn't been elected, and you know, it was all party politics, and I think the grand total was about 45,000 people that actually cast a ballot, or, or I might have those numbers wrong, but it was you know a tiny, tiny like about 1% of the populace, so uh, having more people involved at the party level certainly would probably increase those numbers. Yeah, and and you know how many of those uh, 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 memberships that were sold in the few weeks of the leadership campaign were really about commitment to party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to have their voice heard in the uh, in the leadership race. A really interesting proposal, Senator. I appreciate you spending some time with us and talking through them today.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.